0: What's up? Welcome back to the State of the Ark podcast. My name is Mike. My name's Kacen. This is episode five of our Silent Hill 2 analysis. We left off with Angela uh, having to face the moment, I guess, one of the moments, one of several moments of trauma with her father's uh, sexual abuse. Yeah. Uh, she kind of ran off calling James a liar, that she, she knows what he's really after. She can see through his... Uh, what she sees, I guess, is a nice guy act. Uh, he really killed his wife and tried to get with someone else. Anyway, that whole scene. Um, my next note is just when James goes back to the room where Maria was at, the bars where we had that scene happen. Yeah. He goes back, but from the other side, yeah. right? And, she, and she's just dead on the, on the bed there. Yeah. Again. <laughs> she, she
1: seems to be dead of a blow to the face. She's lying on a bed with kind of blood. Just kind of around there. Yeah.
0: So I kind of mentioned last time how I feel like any time he has some interaction where he's drawing closer to Maria, something bad's going to happen to Maria, specifically from Pyramid Head, (laughs) because Pyramid Head wants him to stop pursuing Maria and wants him to get back on track to accepting and acknowledging what he did to Mary. So I'm assuming that that's what happened here. He had that scene where she said, oh, don't you want to touch me? And, and right. he's, he's like, all right, just hang tight. I'll, I'll come find a way to you. And then when he finds her, she's been killed again, I'm assuming by a pyramid head, oh, for God. that reason. Who could have done this? <laughs> Who could have done this? <laughs> Who could have done this? Uh, okay. Okay. This is where you find the gravestones I was talking yeah. about last time.
1: So the first grave, there's a red stone on it, but it wasn't labeled for anyone, right? I don't think so. Okay, but it wasn't dug out. It was a grave. It was either Mary or or Maria who had just or died. maybe
0: Laura Laura's the fourth that's person I, mean.
1: I was looking to for the grave I was like looking for a size of a grave to see if there was a shorter one d- if it's different No nah, they all the were same. all basically the same yeah. yeah So the red if the red square on the stone represents But the red square
0: on the stone the red squares represent repressed memories Sorry
1: I meant red stone on the grave There's oh. a grave that's got a red stone Gotcha. It, was gotcha. it a square, though? Or I don't was think it, a, it was.
0: Was it a stone?
1: There's I thought I was thing. misremembering. There's a red thing on it. I wrote red square. I think I meant red stone. Um, if the red stone represents Maria, then the other three would be Eddie, Laura, and Angela. That's what I wrote. The one that we jump into would be a grave for us, right? Which means that one of these people gets to live, I guess. Probably Laura, because none of the graves were short. So she gets to live, but Maria... Angela, Eddie, and us—we all, we all go. Unless that was Mary's grave. Yeah, I'm. I don't think now Maria wouldn't have already been buried, but it doesn't matter. This game doesn't make <laughs> sense <laughs> in that to. kind of it's way. Yeah, to. so that could easily still be Maria's grave. But sure. it could also be Mary's grave. Anyways, either way, uh, Laura gets to live. So congrats for her. Um, yeah, we end up jumping down, and it's just like one of the bottomless pits. But it's really important that it's <clears throat> that it's like it's a grave that we jump into. Like the willing, the voluntary um, acceptance of death, of one's own death, right? Mm. Uh, Some would call it ego death, right? Where you approach this area and you jump into the grave on your own and it's a black pit and you go all the way down. I believe this is the bottom. I believe this is the final pit you jump into. And it's when you kind of really just kind of let go of yourself when you jump into your own grave and you're willing to come what may, right? You're basically giving up your own life. And uh, this is where we finally reach the bottom, as far as I could tell. Yeah. And Eddie This is where Eddie funny. Eddie is there.
0: Yep. <coughs> so again, I think this is another example of the over or what the other worlds of both characters kind of colliding or okay. crossing into each other. I think we're seeing a little bit of what Eddie sees. So this yeah. like freezer area that he's in with all this hanging Dude. meat. But yeah, it's like so a butcher's room. It's we're like, like a, a butcher's room. Yep, and there's a bunch of corpses around. I'm just pretty hanging. sure. Yeah, yeah. I, would, um, I
1: couldn't tell if they were humans or if they were like cow cow meat just hung up. I think
0: there's know? probably a few reasons. There are a few mm-hmm. ways you could read this. I mean, because we talked about Eddie being the the gluttonous pig. Yeah. Right. So you could see it as Food. yeah as uh you know as that, but you could also see it as people he's murdered you could see it as him himself i've seen some people talking about how it sort of represents him like yeah so in the first room you're right there's this this mist but i think it's it's just cold air right oh kinda like we're in a freezer in. yeah like oh, a freezer area I
1: okay that makes okay interesting so we've entered a frozen area that yes. makes sense
0: and there's like these dead people you see this like these corpses just kind of pile up around and blood on the yeah. walls and things like that yeah. Um, he goes into the other room, and we're going to talk about the fact that he turns on James here in yeah. a minute because you shoot him a bunch of times. But you go into the next room, and there's all these bodies, but do you see how they have, like, pants on them? It's like they're wearing oh, shorts. This. It's like stitched. Yeah, it's almost like what they're the wearing heck? shorts. And it's like the, the upper not part humans. of the torso is like big and fat and they kind of get scrunched into these oh skinny my gosh, little leg things. I
1: did not notice that.
0: So if you look at him. That's crazy. He it wears kinda like shorts him. that kind of look like that. So you could see that, that almost being like of these meat. sacks of meat, useless yeah. sacks of meat. Yeah. And I think he does say something like that. That's some, mm. some, something like what one of his bullies said. He always busted my balls. You fat, disgusting piece of shit. You make me sick, fat mm. ass. You're nothing but a waste of skin.
1: Mm. Uh, you're so
0: ugly, even your mama don't love you. So I think that 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 those hanging sacks of meat are almost maybe what he sees himself as. Okay, yeah, right. That's like his, that could it's be like his prison. Sure, hmm. and he's having to like he's looking at what he as much value as he puts on himself is like those just those sacks of flesh those those yeah. useless uh how did he put it um Obasive waste of skin, skin. and it's yeah. weird that that like it looks like shorts are just kind of stitched to the bottom of them yeah. so i think they're kind of meant to to look representative of him so this That's is what crazy. he's seeing in his other world he's basically just seeing himself as this useless fat disgusting uh waste of flesh and every monster he comes across is mocking him, reminding him of this. Um, and that's what he's having to deal with. He's having to deal with that, or he's projecting his insecurity about his, his looks, his unathleticness or his unathleticism, <laughs> his uh, unattractiveness, all of this. Hmm. And is he going to be able to face that without resorting to murder? Um, which obviously he fails. <laughs> the uh, silent Hills test, right? Right. Um, he, he's, he's not able to face all of that without turning that. Um, he talks about what he did. He finally kind of admits it, right? Mm. Um, well, I guess it's part of that same quote. You know what? It doesn't matter if you're smart, dumb, ugly, pretty. It's all the same. Once you're dead and a corpse can't laugh. I liked that line a lot. Yeah. A corpse can't laugh, can't laugh at me, right? Mm-hmm. I, they can't make fun of me anymore. From now on, if anyone makes fun of me, I'll kill him, just like that. And this, so he's totally snapped. Yep. And <laughs> it, it seems like a really dumb mistake. Oh, for James? <laughs> for James to make. <laughs> but what he says is, Eddie, have you gone nuts? Have you gone nuts? Clearly what he means is he's, he's trying to reach him. He's just trying to be right. like, Come on, like, you can't do that. Like, right. what are you doing? What are you thinking? He's trying to appeal to him. <laughs> but Eddie takes that as he, he's mocking him again. Oh, I knew it. You too? You too, yeah. You're just like him, James. And he's like, hey, I didn't mean anything. Don't bother. I understand. You've been laughing at me all along, haven't you? Ever since we first met. I'll kill you, James. See, yep. And, and that starts the battle where you got to defend yourself as he shoots you. Um, were you going to say something there?
1: No, just that, um, that's the, just the projecting his shadow onto us. Right. Yes. It's what you were talking about. Yeah.
0: You were talking about last time.
1: Yeah. It's so a, this,
0: man, this happens all the time too. It's something that I've, I've, I've really observed in, in a lot of people I'm close to where I can watch two people interacting hmm. and I see the way that they really said what they said, or I see the intention behind it um, and I see the other person just totally miss it, it. Yeah. and, and you cannot convince them. Right. When you try, that's not what she didn't say it like that. She said it like yeah. this, and this is what you no, no. And they they swear yep. by it. That's not how they said it. That's not what they said.
1: They're talking to their own shadow. Yes, they, they weren't actually talking to a person. They were talking to this projection idea of you know what, like an enemy almost. And yeah, and that's the result, right? You didn't see it.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> it's and your perception, yeah, your own perception is your reality. And so if you. Right already believe the things eddie believes because yeah he had legitimate bullies real right. people who actually did right. say these awful things to him but the more that happens and the more of a pattern of thinking you get into you start seeing that in people who have no intention of right. saying something even like even
1: just the slightest hint of it and then their pattern recognition turns on and, and puts that pattern onto you and says oh like even just like have you gone nuts right even yeah. though like well maybe he had been asked that exact question before, um, from a meaner person. Sure. And so, as soon as you give him just a little bit of reason, oh gosh, okay. So South Park, right? <laughs> so remember, so um, they're going. Do you remember the tree fitty? <laughs> no, just give him yeah. tree fitty. Tree I'm fitty. Right? I'm trying yep. to persuade him with tree fitty. <laughs> so the Girl Scouts show up at this guy's house, and it's just Girl Scouts, right? And he's like, oh, I'll buy some cookies. And then as soon as she says, oh, uh, that'll be tree fitty. As long as they hear the number 350, he goes, it was about that time I realized that this Girl Scout was about 20 feet tall and looked like a monster from the Cretaceous (laughs) period. (laughs) It's like, okay. As soon as they got a little hint, then it was like, boom, their their projection of the dragon just like, boom, attached to this girl. And then they it became this whole kind of thing, right? Right. Anyways, that's, by the way, that's what's happening there in that South Park episode. Yeah, right. It's it's the projection. As soon as they get a hint, boom, the pattern recognition turns on and they're just like, that's it. That's what I'm dealing with the monster. It's here. Yeah. It was disguised. And
0: this is, is in large part a defense mechanism. It's the mind- trying to defend itself from further trauma or harm or whatever it might be. It's true. Yeah. So your, it's like, your defenses you, turn. Yeah. On. As soon as you get a hint that this is where this person might be going with yep. this. Okay. I've got to, uh, defend myself now. Yeah. Now I've got to kill James. Right. Yep. Who otherwise has been nice to me so far, right. but nope, all along you were all one all of along. them yep. because he can't bear to take any more Uh, abuse particularly for someone he seemed to like or that seemed to maybe be his friend that would be too hard too painful to accept so now he's got to like turn the defenses on and so that's that's Mm. why that happens that's why we project in the first place it's right it's often defense defense mechanism yeah exactly so that's that's what happens there so you end up fighting him Uh, he goes into the other room it's actually kind of a lot of dialogue while you're fighting him, too. He says some really interesting things. Well,
1: I guess one of the things he oh. says this was great. He says, You and me are the same. Yes. That's what Angela had said, said to as well. us before. Right. I this put, is another I reason why I think these are the real people, n- um, not just. Well, well, you this could also read it.
0: <laughs> see, you could also read it as we are the same because we're the same person. That's the way I read it. Yes.
1: I read it. We're the same, meaning like, dude, we're, we are, we are the same.
0: We're the same person. <clears throat> I'm a, an aspect of you.
1: Yes. Yes. That's the way I read it. Uh,
0: do you know what it does to you, James, when you're hated, picked on, spit on just because of the way you look after you've been laughed at your whole friggin' life? Uh, that's why I ran after. Um, that's why I, I ran away after I killed the dog. Run away mm-hmm. like a scared little girl. Yeah, I killed that dog. It was fun. I tried to. It, it tried to, to chew on its own guts. Finally, died all curled up in a ball. Then he came after me. I shot him too, right in the leg. He cried more than the dog. He's gonna have a hard time playing football on what's left of that knee. So, I. So it seems like he snapped at some point in real life, not here in Silent Hill. Mm. And I think this is what he's talking about, this murdering of this dog and shooting yeah, of this previous football thing. player. Um I'm guessing the football player was some bully of his at school and that he specifically went after this guy and the dog, his the football player's dog came after him, yeah, killed the dog, shot the kid I don't know if it doesn't I mean, it seems like he's still alive. It seems like he didn't actually kill the right, kid.
1: Because it's like you can't play football right. on that knee, meaning, yeah.
0: He's alive. You wouldn't be able to play football at all or any chance of you're dead. So he, he shot the kid in the knee, but he shot the dog and killed the dog. So, yeah, that's what he actually did. And that's why he was drawn to Silent Hills over the guilt of having done this. So this is the the thing that he's supposed to be grappling with here that he's failing to grapple with and is now trying to murder James for mocking and making fun of him. So he's like failing the litmus test that is Silent Hill, (laughs) the the town, right? And uh, uh, the thing that I thought was really interesting about the end of this, uh, nobody will ever forgive me. Oh yeah, you think it's okay to kill people? You need help, Eddie, says James. Right, yeah. He says, don't get all holy on me, James. The town called you too. You and me are the same. Mm-hmm. Which said. We're not yeah. like other people. Don't you know that? So Eddie's calling him out. Obviously, you're here for the same reason I am. Right. Like, Don't you try to tell me like what's right and wrong. right? Now, when you actually kill Eddie, what James says here is really, uh, really enlightening or illuminating to the theme of the game I feel he yeah. says Eddie Eddie I I killed a human being a human being because everything we've killed up to yeah. this point have been monsters
1: oh true yeah right, yeah, that's right.
0: now he's killed a person mm-hmm. but it's in killing a person
1: that we're able to that admit he to ourselves. says
0: Mary did you really die three years Mary, ago did you
1: really die yeah because we kill Eddie right yes and we're like I killed somebody and we're immediately not actually concerned about Eddie we're like as soon as we say the words "I killed somebody," then yep. it's like Mary, boom, everything goes to Mary mm-hmm. Mary, did you really die three years ago yep the question is haha no, she died two years ago or you know much uh, earlier than three years ago she died yeah sooner than three years ago but um the, the, the question being not so much the time frame but did he, did he kill mary he won't ask himself that question yeah but it's juxtaposed it's against almost, the iqos again
0: he's almost he's there. so
1: close but he's I, love, almost there. I love that this realization is cuz we're at the bottom right we jumped yeah. all the way down all these abysses right all these holes all the way down to the bottom and that's where this finally we almost we're on our we're on the way back up right we're about to admit it we're about to go explore and we're about to move ourselves um upwards Mm -hmm. instead of continually going uh, down. We finally got to the root point of all the pain, the root cause of everything. And even though he won't admit it yet, we're, we're back onto the, we're back onto Mary and we're back onto, um, him having killed somebody. So it's very good. So
0: it's, it's in killing a human being that wait a minute, did Mary really die three years ago? It's that that act of killing a human being is what triggers the, wait a minute, did she really die? He's so close. He's He's so close close to realizing And he's
1: got a lot of obstacles before his brain will allow him to to see the truth of that day. But yeah, he's on his way.
0: Right. Um, So now, I didn't really have much that I could draw, and I was curious to see if you did, from this really long boat ride. I guess leading notes. through yeah. the lighthouse that goes through the fog to the hotel where yeah. he used to stay with her. So if you've got anything for that section, uh, go for it.
1: Um, it's not much, but there's a light, right? You know where to go because there's like a light and he starts rowing and that light gets bigger and it's, it's, the, it's the house on the other end of the lake. But I put down here, um, here James Sunderland goes on a boat to row into the water. James of the land set apart, <clears throat> goes out on the lake, rowing to the other side. This is like the deliverance out of Egypt across the Red Sea. Um, he's finally, he's, he's going towards freedom. That's where he's moving. But he's got to make this passage through water in order to get there. Um, so um, this is something along the lines of uh, rebirth and uh, baptism, right? Which is... You know, you, you, you make the journey through water, you jump into the grave as he did earlier, you cross through the water, you emerge onto the other side as a reborn kind of figure. And now begins, you know, the next, the next step, right? The, what, the 40 years in the wilderness, (laughs) but now begins, you know, you're moving forward, you're on the right path. That's the idea. Sure. Um, I take note of the fact
0: that he says this place hasn't changed at all in three years, huh? Mm. Um, and as you're going through the hotel, it seems to be more or less, not like in pristine order per se, but certainly much better kept.
1: That's what I wrote, yeah. Than
0: anywhere else we've been.
1: Way nicer. Every, this whole town is just filthy. Yeah. Just filthy. And this building, like, looks nice. Yeah. Like, it's good. The carpet is new and everything is, seems well taken care of.
0: And so he says, this place hasn't changed in three years, huh? Now, of course, after the sequence is over, you find that it's actually burned and it's leaking and there's mm, flooding yeah. downstairs and yeah so it's not that way but this is how he's seeing it
1: mm. in
0: the moment right um we'll, we'll kind of circle back to that in a bit but james finds laura inside yeah she's
1: playing on the piano too yep
0: <laughs> um kind of just funny. oh she plays a note on the piano it scares him you, like yeah. startles him scared right. you she's
1: <laughs> such a she's such a joker i love it <laughs>
0: Um, so she talks about how Mary wrote a letter to her for her eighth birthday. Yeah. And James asks her uh, how old she is now. And she says that she just turned eight last week. Eight. Yeah. So last week she turned eight. Mm. Mary wrote a letter to her one week ago. Yeah. So Mary didn't die three years ago. She didn't die two years ago. She didn't die a year ago.
1: She died within the last week. Well, uh, what what he (laughs) says is Wait. Is she really dead then? Yes. Because he's stuck on this three years ago thing, right? right? Now, three years. I don't know. There's, symboli- there's symbolism there in terms of the number three, I would say. Um, and it feels like three years. It feels like a number of years, and three is the number. Um, but he kind of, um, and instead of accusing Laura of lying... Right, which does he does he accuse her of lying? I don't um, think he does. I don't think he does here. He slowly starts to have hope that Mary might maybe still. Yeah, I alive. think here he accepts it because
0: I wrote down that he says, uh, "Oh, she couldn't have died three years ago." That's what he realizes when she says that. Oh, so well, he's, what he's, he's I, like, g-
1: I took from that was, oh, maybe she still or sure. Well, okay, never mind. Then she died a week ago. She didn't die three years ago for whatever reason. I took that to mean she didn't die back then. Meaning, if she only died a week ago, that means I didn't kill her. Uh, whatever I did, she lived and I'm not a killer. And she just died last week of something else that I'm not aware of. Right. Like it's almost like he's sort of like, he's getting close, uh, but he's trying to find ways to where he's not not the one responsible there yet. Yeah. Yeah, He's not quite there yet.
0: Um, here's something I forgot to mention and I'm sure we're going to have a ton of comments already. Uh, Uh, yeah. Did you, again, this, this requires you to go into your inventory and examine items after the fight with, Um, with Eddie the letter that you arrived in Silent Hill with the one from Mary the one Mm -hmm. with in my restless dreams that uh, that place Silent Hill it's it's now an empty piece of paper there is no letter there is no writing on it at all and that happens basically for this section once you arrived here so after the after you killed Eddie and you're arriving at this lighthouse There's no longer any writing. It's just a blank piece of paper. Hmm. So he didn't actually receive any letter Hmm. from Mary leading him here. So we'll we'll keep going on that. But the paper Um, was real. The paper is
1: actually the paper disappears eventually too. So (laughs) great. All right. Um, Um, But this is great because this is the first time Laura doesn't just run away from us. Right. Right. She talks to us. She gives us this letter, right? Do we read it right here or is it a little bit later? Um, Well,
0: she's going to give us another letter, but then she realized she dropped it somewhere. That's right. She runs off to try to find it.
1: Okay. But she's not like scared of us anymore. She doesn't hate us at the moment.
0: Well, because the letter that she does have, that one that Mary wrote to her for Mm -hmm. her eighth birthday, says, look, um, I know that you have this opinion of James because of the things I've said about him, but like give him a chance. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Like underneath he doesn't laugh a lot and mm. he can be kind of rough on the exterior but like underneath that he's a really kind man or he's a really right. sweet person or something like that Yeah. so I think Laura is now trying to give James a chance which ends up backfiring majorly
1: <laughs> I don't mean to laugh but okay <clears throat> so yeah and I see that note here a little bit um, yeah. but before that we have a nice puzzle which is great um, this puzzle is three the the number three does occur quite frequently. Yeah. I was a little upset. I feel like I missed something. I made a prediction in episode two or three um, that there would be a golden ring that would show up that would be meaningful in some way. Mm-hmm. And is that... Anyways, there's a copper ring and a lead ring, but there they're no never... No gold ring. As far as I could tell, there was no gold ring. I don't know if I missed something or if they just left that one at two, which they've done a couple of times. But um, I, feel like I, I feel like there should have been something else there unless the ring is just... It's Mary, right? She's the golden ring. She's the, well, when you get married, you have a ring. That's typically how it goes. Anyways. Okay. So these ones are Cinderella, Snow White, and the Little Mermaid. These are more aspects of the feminine, more ways of exploring the anima. Finding different aspects of the feminine and putting them together in a puzzle is very analogous to his journey to find Mary. He is trying to put her together. Mm. So, yeah. And then the puzzle being Cinderella, Snow White, Little Mermaid. I don't know. You could come up with some idea for like the Little Mermaid resembling more of like, like a young kid. And anyways, that maybe the Little Mermaid, Snow White, and Cinderella may represent Angela, Maria, and uh, Laura kind of in their own way. Right. But anyways, he's kind of putting this all together now. Putting it together. Yeah. Laura's a lot nicer now. She gives us the letter. She isn't running away, but she tells us not to tell Rachel. Yeah, Rachel. Rachel
0: is the nurse yes. who took
1: well, care of them. Yeah, This is great. <laughs> you know who Rachel maybe is? Rachel might be the nurse monster. Oh. I'm, I'm only coming up with this right now based on what you've said. This is not in my notes. Whether or not he... Had like a well, when he lusted
0: after, as Rachel, it turns the out, the
1: name Rachel comes well, from the from, Bible, yeah.
0: The Rachel from, from Rachel
1: yeah. was Jacob's wife, yes, in the Bible, yes. Well, I think Jacob had a couple wives actually, but, anyways, this is kind of where I'm going here that Jacob is James, they're, the same name the same we talked name. about that before, yeah. And Jacob has a couple of wives, anyways, one of them is Rachel, um, and Rachel is possibly another type of like enema thing that he feels bad about. Anyways, I don't know if this is like a huge thing. I didn't explore it much, but it is interesting that he sees this female nurse that we have to kill and get past. That's part of our shadow. And the name is Rachel of the nurse of this woman's nurse of his wife's nurse.
0: So I was just going to point out that, Jacob's first wife was Leah and Rachel was the yeah. second wife. So that, I mean, I think you I, might be onto something with
1: that. I believe that that's correct. Uh, yeah.
0: Because yeah, it's like, obviously Mary would have been his wife and then maybe he wanted Rachel who was the nurse that could totally be, I mean, yeah. I don't know if it's on purpose, but like there's at least something you could pull from that because yeah, I think so. Rachel was not Jacob's first wife, but and he then, really and wanted he, Rachel. He had to work. He had to, um, serve him Seven even years. longer to get Rachel. Yeah. So, yeah. So he had, that's he served Laban for a bunch of time because yeah. he wanted to marry Rachel, but Laban married him to Leah instead Yeah, because there was a veil and yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like a deceit thing and then he had yeah. to go even longer to marry Seven Rachel. Seven more years. So, yeah.
1: So anyways, yeah, that's fascinating. So there's the thing right there. Yeah, um, so,
0: yeah. So <laughs> Rachel was the one he really
1: wanted. But he was married to Leah.
0: So there could be a connection there. Could there be there could, there be, could a be a thing. There could be a thing there,
1: yeah. So then it also means you, uh, E-W-E, like a female sheep. Um, Laura says that Rachel was our nurse, right? Yeah. So she's saying our. I don't know exactly why, but other than that. Well, I think Laura was also in the hospital. I know, but I'm saying it could also mean other things. Uh Okay. So, yes, that Uh, they had had the same nurse. Uh, Laura took the letter from Rachel's locker, right? Now that's kind of interesting. So Rachel never gave Laura this letter. It was in... Rachel's locker and Laura showed up and like stole it from Rachel's locker. Right, yeah. That's fascinating. Um, So Mary says, yeah, don't be too hard on the sisters. Is this Laura's sisters? Laura has sisters?
0: Oh, and this is where I think there's an allusion to the fact that Laura was an orphan. Um, Ah, So I think she's talking about like her sisters at the orphanage.
1: Oh, that would make sense. Yeah, right. And then Mary says, I'm far away now in a quiet, beautiful place. Um, Silent hill she's in a silent anyways there's something there um i wouldn't describe this place as beautiful at the moment uh but it's definitely quiet so there's a thing um then you have uh she says underneath james is a really sweet person uh she also says i love you like my own daughter i thought that that was a very interesting line. yeah i was hoping to adopt you so you're right there is an orphanage she she's she's up for adoption it seems yeah yeah i would that so she if Mary made it through her illness she was going to adopt Laura and uh, her and James would then be parents right which they are currently not yes. um, and Laura would be their adopted child um, and there would be some idea there maybe the reason why <clears throat> the reason why Laura is here in Silent Hill with James is because that's the lost like the he kind of lost the opportunity to have her as a as a daughter because Mary died. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, there's maybe guilt there too, because now Lori's just going to stay in the orphanage till she's like a teenager, probably until she's 18. And then who knows what she'll do. Um, And so he's got some guilt there. Yeah. That could be something.
0: Um, Do you have any other notes before making it up to the room? Um, I've got
1: Uh, James has hope. Uh, No, no. The videotapes my next one.
0: Okay. Whew. This is a lot to break down. Yeah. This one's going to be huge. When he finally makes up to the room where he and, uh, he and Mary had stayed on a previous yeah. visit. I don't know if it was like they came here a lot and that's why she called the special place or if they came here once and then he promised to come back and never did.
1: That's yeah, maybe. I don't know.
0: Um, but they had stayed in this room on a previous visit and there's a, a television there, a cassette, like a VCR. He puts the tape in and, uh watches a scene where Mary essentially the scene where she makes him promise to bring her back to Silent Hill I wish we could stay longer that sort of thing
1: uh, yeah, but
0: yeah. right after that there's a scene where he suffocates her in her sick bed yes. yeah, um, yeah. and now this is not literal here he didn't film himself killing his wife right This <laughs> that's was. Not, yeah. that's not uh, what you're meant to take away from this this is the videotape represents him unlocking the yeah. repressed memory. Now,
1: yeah, there was he, no actual
0: yeah. yeah, right. There was an actual recording of him right. killing why would you do that? Now, if you if you go back to the apartment building at the beginning of the game, remember when you saw that Je- um, you have the note. I wrote so, it down, yeah. Where James saw that person that is the same character models himself yeah, who watching was dead. A television with static on it and had been shot yeah. in the head, uh, that was essentially a foreshadowing to this moment, the bullet of truth, right?
1: Mm, I see. Okay, sort sure. Sort of
0: thing. Because that's the same television that that dead corpse oh, was, was sitting it? in front okay, of okay. as the one that he's watching here. Nice. So it's almost like a foreshadowing of where this is going. Like he's mm-hmm. going to have to penetrate this illusory sort of, <laughs> uh, well, well, his repressed memories. He's going to have to break yeah. through those to get mm. to the truth of what happened. And it's depending on which ending you do, I guess it, it well, will, it'll, it'll voice. lead to his own death, but, um, Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. What did you, what note did you take down for that? Because, uh, well,
1: I've got a lot, but I just, I just wrote dead James in front of white noise. And I assumed that I would be able to talk about it, but <laughs> that's, that's more or less the idea. Um, there, there, even though James, like the blood is in front on the TV and he's laying on the couch, dead it's still almost like um he would have killed himself mm-hmm. right like it looks like the way the blood is there and the way the situation is set up it would seem as though um somebody else killed james uh but in that in the you know in the apartment however i would say that it's it probably was trying to say that this person killed themselves mm. um and then the the answer to the question who who could have who would have done such a thing right yep is you right you well, would have done such a thing. And that would be, this is like a, a way of him perceiving this exact thing that after watching this tape, he now has two options to kill himself or to keep going. Right. Yes. And he's seen a vision of what one of those options would be, which is yes. you're just, you're in front of the static. It's there and you're just, you're gone. Um. And, but then he's going to. Choose a different way this time.
0: Not to jump ahead because there's more to talk about with this, but remember in the next scene with Angela, uh, she asks for the knife back, oh. and he and he won't give it to her, right? And she's ah oh, saving it for yourself, mm, yeah, and he says me? Right. No, I'd never kill myself. I would
1: never, of course he wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Oh, who was it? There's this famous Camus. Camus, I think his name was Camus. He wrote that the only true philosophical question for humans is whether or not to kill yourself. That's like the only conundrum for humanity. Okay. Anyways, it's um, it's a heck of a statement. Um, sure. But there's something about that that I see. I, I anyways, uh, James is clearly grappling with that kind of stuff. Right. Um, on the tape, um, it looks like you can faintly see a bed as Mary is coughing. It looks like. I wrote that. I wrote, oh, it looks like maybe James is killing Mary in this. <laughs> you can't actually tell all that well. It's pretty.
0: Um, you can't. It's hard to see. Now, I just saw this, yeah. which was just put into our Discord for uh, $10 and above patrons who join us live for these. It looks like a video of what it says, an uncensored Silent Hill 2 videotape. Okay. Which I so didn't somebody know existed. took out the filter of static. So let's see this and see if there's something different.
1: It would be at the, the end. Oh, there it would
0: be. So right around here. So this is without the static. Ahead. Yeah, we're kind of watching the uncensored version here for those who are listening to this is audio only. And yeah, it's not... I wonder if this was the Japanese version or something. Yeah, that makes it slightly more obvious. You can, Yeah, she's screaming more. Yeah, that makes it way more obvious than what was actually in the game that I played. Hmm. <laughs> And it makes it very obvious she did not want that, right? She was fighting against it.
1: Yes, she uh, didn't want to die. This is one of the, um, this is one of the things. Uh, how would you put it? People, so she would have said, "Hey, hey, James, I don't want to live anymore." Right, right. She, put me out of my misery. She now. would have. It's one thing to say that. This is true. I've heard this story a million times. Um, I'm sure it's a selective in that whoever it was is retelling the story was trying to tell a specific story, but I still think that there's probably some good truth in it. Um, years ago, uh, there was, well, this still happens today, but there was somebody who did um, a documentary on people who jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge but survived. Oh. Um, and because for the most part, it's a pretty high, it's high up. As soon as you hit the water, you die. Um, but every now and then, people, the trajectory's right, you'll go right into the water, and then um, those people uh, would... Swim Back to Shore, and um, this, uh, I think it was a documentary, I can't really remember where I where this came from, but uh, somebody would then ask them, um, well, years later, so what um, what was your thought process here? Like, what happened? And they were saying, oh, I had all these problems. I had, you know, this and this, and I was really not wanting to live anymore. Um, and then they would always say, generally speaking, um, as soon as I jumped, as soon as death became inevitable that they realized that all of their life's problems were solvable except for the fact that they had just jumped off the golden gate bridge that was the only problem they now had and they didn't want to die anymore and it was this like i don't know it's this once once you take that leap once the thing happens then it's like wait i don't actually want this i don't actually want this never mind cancel cancel escape like you know change pause um and for the most people, that that's not really an option. But, um, anyways, uh, even if Mary did want, theoretically, the idea of dying, when it comes down to it, most humans are going to be like, never mind. Like, hmm. I, I don't actually want this. So, um, even though, yeah, she may have said that she wanted it, um, any human would react this way to being killed. Yeah. Certainly, prob- certainly, probably not the way she wanted. To die. Right. I mean, she did want it. Even people
0: who w- want to commit suicide, they don't want the pain. They don't want to suffer right. long through the death process, right?
1: They just want to not exist. And anymore, there's right? kind
0: of not a lot of ways to do that. Um, right. It's like yeah, death is pretty yet. much painful almost no matter what you do. Yeah. And so.
1: I I would assume that even even if she wanted to be suffocated by a pillow, she would still be screaming. Like that's anyways. We're getting pretty dark here, man. Yeah. Oof, let's <sighs>
0: let's get back into this here. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, <clears throat> he realizes what he did. Yeah. And Laura comes into the room. You know, uh, yo, know, you know, looking for Mary. And, and he tells her that she's dead. And she tries to deny, deny this at first. Like, no, that can't be right. So she, because she was so sick. And then he has to admit, no, it's because I killed her. Right. And then Laura
1: says all these horrible things that James deserves to hear. <laughs> so um, I put, it looks like maybe James is killing Mary in this. She was terminally ill. She was going to die and was upset. And so she showed two different sides to him. The side that just wanted to give up and die. And then the side that clung to life and to him Yeah. and Maria would represent the side that clung to life and to him and not the side that wants to die. Um, and this once again is the Eros Thanatos, um, Maria kind of embodies both the battle between both where she's like, she doesn't really know what she wants.
0: Um, so. Mitch's or mix brings up kind of a an important point here We just talked about the uncensored version of that scene, right? Um, I heard it said that the uncensored videotape made people see James as more unredeemable and unsympathetic as compared to the censored one where people were more inclined to take a sympathetic approach to James and Not that I want to read too much intention uh, on behalf of the 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 Creators of the story into this necessarily, but I, I did get the sense playing this game that they at least don't want you to see him as unredeemable. Mm, um,
1: yes, okay, that's right. Yeah. Or
0: or or that they don't Worthy want you of, to at least not be able to understand where he's coming from. They don't want you to at least to see him as a complete monster.
1: Yeah, he's not a murder. It's not well. He wouldn't be a murderer per se. <laughs> depends on how you want to define it, though. Man. I mean,
0: it's definitely murder. Yeah, but it's but I think what they tried to do was build context around that murder in which you go, it's wrong, but I get it more than, oh, my goodness. How could you you suck? You're a terrible person. Now he is. Whoops, He is all of those things like it's not for it is an irredeemable thing to do. Right. Yeah. And, and maybe it's hard to understand for people who have never been caretakers before mm. for somebody that they care about. Right. Mm. Like, um, not that I really have been because I haven't, but I have had, uh, you know, someone close to me who was sick a lot and, and mm-hmm. who needed a lot of help and, I, it's, it's, it's something that you really struggle with where mm. you feel this conflict of it's the right thing to take care of this person that you really do genuinely love. And I believe James genuinely loved Mary. Right. He really did. Right. Like that wasn't like, oh, I never loved her and now she's like this and this right. sucks and I wish I could be with Rachel. It's not like that. Right. That's not his thought process. He really cares about her. But for three years, he can't have the intimate relationship with his wife that is the point of being married to someone. You're, you, you want to be with yeah. that person and close to that person. You can't have that. That's denied to you for three years. And this person's screaming and yelling at you all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's getting increasingly worse. Every time you're with them, they're just angry at you. They, they want you to go away. You try to do nice gestures. You try to, to do your very best to, to uh, you know, to take care of them and to be there for them. And all they do is berate you for it. Um, It's really hard to understate the toll that that would take on somebody and how Mm. trapped you would feel. And these, these things that arise, this attraction to other women, this, like all of this stuff, like, yes, it's wrong. We all know that it's wrong to give into that. We know that's wrong to, um, betray your wife. it's wrong to be uh, to not be loyal to your wife in that right. situation. We all know that that's wrong, right. but we can't sit here and pretend that that's not a hard thing, right. a really, really hard thing for someone to go through. And then just sit there and and, and uh, from our high horses and just mm-hmm. you know uh, condemn them for this. And I think that mm. that's more the point or, or the perspective they're trying to, build context around for James here is underneath it all. He really is a sweet person and he really is a kind person and possibly in most ways, a good person, but even a good kind sweet person can do a terrible thing. And that's the scary part about it is that we're all capable. If we're not careful of falling into a victimizing ourselves, to the point where we justify horrible things because we can't look away from our own suffering. Uh, and, and I, I'm not sure like exactly where I want to go with that thought, but all I'm trying to say is like, it's, it's really not easy. I watched my mother take care of my grandmother terminally ill with cancer for a long time. And Obviously, she loved her mother, but that was a. It took a huge toll on my mother. Yeah, I watched my mother care, be a caretaker for her sister, for years, for for almost six years, hmm. uh, until she passed away. Um. There, I mean, of course, we all want to look at and and sort of feel the sympathy for the person suffering with the terminal illness, and they're the ones really having to face their own mortality and. And, uh, you know, the really scary part of it all, but there's a a huge amount of suffering and a a large toll that it takes on the person who has to watch someone go through that every day and try to keep lifting them out. And you run out of energy for that. And, you know, you start having, you kind
1: of wish they, you kind of wish it would end
0: not only because you don't want to see them suffer anymore, but because you don't want to suffer anymore. And that's okay. That's a that's a human thing to feel. Right. You just can't give into it. And unfortunately, James gave into it. Yeah. And that was that was the part that that he's condemned for, right?
1: So, w- how long was she in the hospital? Do we know this?
0: <sighs> I don't think it states it outright, I but I want to say I it guess. was three ish years.
1: I, I, my guess is three years. Yeah. And him saying, "Oh, she died three years ago." Yes when she really only died last week, what he's really saying is that the real her, yes. the, the Mary that he loved, he loved died, died three, three years, years ago. ago. Exactly. Right. When she went into this hospital, she became a different person. She probably used to resemble something closer to Maria when she was younger. Right. Yes.
0: Right. No. So yeah, I think that that's, that's the context they're trying to build around this. And so, yeah, if the videotape on censored, was m- leading people to the conclusion that James was a monster and he's unforgivable. That's probably not what they wanted players to arrive right. at as a conclusion. So that w- could have been the reason for the censoring. And if if so, I guess that makes sense. Um, so thank you for for sharing that mix.
1: Appreciate it. So my um, prediction would have been the... I, I I did pretty good for this game. <laughs> um, I would have guessed that he choked her when she died because mm. she was wearing the choking necklace. Now, oh, oh, Maria wears Maria the Maria wears the choker, and w- well, that still works because it she, it's still it's still asphyxiation. It's, it's, it's still, a restricted breathing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's asphyxiation. Still works, but there's some way that you there's some dark way of looking at Maria <laughs> and and that choker as some type of pro- shadow projection right of James where it's like oh she likes being choked
0: Ooh. right she
1: she wears this is the kind of thing she likes like right you know like i could see some dark shadow kind of like projection there uh, mm. some imagery there that could i mean and here's the thing you can just talk about how awful james is right sure. <laughs> Or how he should or shouldn't have done it, we don't really know the whole story. But um, he did—he definitely did something he ought not to have done. Yes. Um, and we don't know much of what is real or not real beyond that point. Sure. Um, but he—he's—he's. He's, but I guess my point is what whatever drove James to do that is, uh, you know, exists in all of us. Yeah. And. Um,
0: yeah, th- th- I yeah. think that is the point. Is like. Yeah you're supposed to be able to see yourself in James. You're supposed to be able to relate to James and therefore be able to see this is possible for me too. not, Oh, he's a monster. And then like, Oh, separate yourself from him. (laughs) I think that that's not what you're supposed to be able to do. It's Mm -hmm. supposed to be cautionary in a sense, right? Like this is, this can happen to me as well if I'm not careful, right? Like even a good person can do something horrible like this if they don't do something about those real, natural human feelings of resentment, of frustration, sexual frustration yeah. that would occur in this scenario. If you're not able to express those feelings in a healthy way, and you keep those repressed or bottled up, and you and you have no way of sort of like finding relief from that, like that's what's that's the path that's going to follow, and and that's what you want to avoid. Yeah. So.
1: I was going to bring up Crime and Punishment here, too, as well, uh, because uh, Raskolnikov has a, is in a similar situation, uh, but it's a little bit more, sorry to spoil a 140-year-old <laughs> book. Um, it's a little more, well, maybe it's like 150. It's um, There are other real people. Definitely, other real people in that book. Well, as it's a fictional book, but how do I? What am I even trying to say? They're not
0: figments of yeah, Raskolnikov's imagination.
1: Yes, and to that degree, Raskolnikov, you do still pity him in some way, where it's like he had this idea of how the world worked, and his idea of how the world worked was such that he could do this thing and it would be fine, and it's no big deal. And it turns out that's not how the world worked and he was wrong and he's suffering horribly for it. But you know, towards the end of that book, him ending up receiving some punishment in prison or something like that, um, is a way that people can read that book and be okay with it. Right now that's not how James doesn't end up turning himself in or anything. Right. In fact, as far as we know, as far as I know, he's the (laughs) only person in this whole town. Um, if if even if even that, and so it's going to end well. You don't want the game to end too sadly. And so in that sense, I get where they were going. Um, if they if that was the original, you know, the uncensored version, um, being like, hey, well, Crime and Punishment did it. We're going to do it here too. But it's like their stories are a little too different. I don't think they could quite get away with it. Yeah, with the same. And you need some type of a happy ish ending. And Crime and Punishment does not really have that. No. Um,
0: speaking on that, now that we're getting close to the end of the game. Which ending did you get?
1: Um, I got, uh, well, let me go to my notes here. So the very end is um, where she says she writes a letter. I hated you. No, no. James says, James is talking. I hated you. I wanted you out of the way. I wanted my life back. All of this stuff um, where she touches his face and he, uh, she's there on the hospital bed. Oh, the Maria um, ending, where you go off with Maria. No, I don't No, think not so. that one. I don't think oh, so. Oh,
0: you're talking about the scene before the ending. So the one oh. where, where he and well, she well, okay, and he talk.
1: What, what's the ending that changes? So, I actually, uh, I'm not really aware of this.
0: Well, okay. I, we're getting ahead of ourselves again. There's Sorry, more stuff that happens. But there's the leave ending where James leaves the town through the graveyard and Laura kind of runs ahead of him and they both leave. Okay. There's another one where Maria... And James meet up at that pier where they first met. They have a I conversation, for and sure then they leave one. together. Okay. There's another ending called uh, "In Water," where James takes uh, Mary's corpse, gets into a car, and drives it into. The river and drowned. definitely didn't get that. Ending. Wait, what? Those are like
1: the three main endings. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and it, I it, think
0: the rest of them you can't even get unless you do a replay. The,
1: the graveyard sounds the most familiar. Okay, so um, he walked out and walking over that's the, the most graveyard. common one. Okay, read. okay, that's the one that I. So the leave ending would likely, but it was yeah. like while the credits were going, right? Yes, something like that. Okay, yes. that makes sense. Well, it's it's I,
0: while the letters being read, I think while uh, the full oh, the works. full letter being read. Yeah,
1: that works. Okay, yeah, yeah. I didn't have any notes for that, but that. I definitely didn't get the other ones and that okay. one makes the most sense. So it sense.
0: sounds like you got Leave.
1: I do remember... Yeah, I remember I remember the Graveyard. I just didn't know which one was the ending and which one wasn't.
0: Um, I got In Water.
1: Oh, really? Um, so how do you do that? Did you play it on like a hard, a different mode or...
0: No, there's just things that you do naturally while playing that affect it. Okay. And I'll get into all of that when we talk about, when we actually get to the ending. Let's not skip it too far <laughs> okay. because we got like pyramid head to talk about another scene with Angela um, and some other things to talk about here. So let's, uh, do you have any more notes leading up to when you see Angela for the last time?
1: So I do um, because if we, we get this note over or we get like a message over our, um, the our radio, internet, right? right. That's at the very so end. That's a very important the thing. The radio starts talking. Though. I almost so forgot about this. The, well, this is great because it's like, finally we're like, we killed her. She's gone. This is over. It's done. Right? Like we came to acceptance, and then this voice comes on the intercom, and James is like, "Is Mary still alive?" Yes. And it's like, "No." And he gets, he allows himself to get, <laughs> to pulled, still get pulled, back pulled back down. Back in.
0: Exactly right. And yes, so, right.
1: yeah. And it, James had come to an acceptance, but now we go back, and you notice immediately as we start going down, we start entering into the darkness and the filth. Of the building right? right we start going
0: down this is where you realize right back into it's it. not exactly how how it was three years ago he saw the building right, there you go. up until this point as it was three years ago yeah now he's seeing it as it really is it's actually it burned down and there's some other clues that li- that lead you to realize like when this might have happened because there's like um there's like a some kind of um entry that like uh, i think it was rachel she would like write into and there's a certain date where it stops and the building is completely like burned down and there's yeah. like the, the it's like leaking and like obviously some accident happened yeah. where this building burned down but wow. anyway there's other context clues in the environment that lead you to that fact but he doesn't see the, the building for what it is yeah. until he sees the tape and he realizes Gosh, the truth
1: I just had the exact opposite reading of it <laughs> <laughs> I thought that the building, the niceness of the building, was, was the real how building, it really is, and that that his imagination, as he goes back into the dark recesses of his that, shadow, is that's where he starts seeing all the filth and burnt and all the dirt. That's a
0: perfectly valid way to look at it. I'm going to be honest, know, because <laughs> there's so much about this game that's ambiguous. Yeah, yeah, that, like you said earlier, you you could read even the other characters as all being figments of his imagination, mm-hmm, or you could read yeah. them as being real people. You could. So the, I don't think there's any wrong way to look at this, really. Uh, okay. Once you get like the ma- uh, after getting like the main points, he was repressing his memories. He killed his wife He realizes that he did that like the whole thing is a journey of him looking at himself in the mirror Like yeah. uh, that's yeah, really yeah. like the main yeah. point yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like <laughs> beyond that there's tons of valid ways to read like what you're seeing because it's all very visual storytelling there's not a lot of like express sort of a uh, Exposition or anything like that. So,
1: you know, okay yeah, so then we've got the buildings on fire and Angela is there and she thinks that we're her mother. <laughs> so Yeah,
0: this <laughs> is another uh, kind of interesting uh, piece of evidence that these characters are not seeing the same things. No, um, and it's not until she's yeah. like
1: really close that she's like she recoils again and she's like, "Wait, yes. you're not her. What are you doing here?" Yes. And
0: um, the so the buildings on fire. Now, notice before entering this room, this stairway there was never a hint of a fire well i guess the no. place looks burned right but there it's there's there's like a flood happening like it's not on fire currently That's true. Yeah, it's like until dripping. you see angela then he's again crossing into her other world what she sees has got
1: something going on yeah. right
0: more than what he sees so the, the, another again yeah piece of evidence that they're not seeing the same thing all the time they
1: aren't um, and, and, and she, she does hint at that because because
0: he says it's yeah. hot as hell in here, right? And she says you see it too. For me, it's always like right. this. So, so she is life, always yeah. seeing flames everywhere in Silent Hill.
1: Hmm.
0: We're not seeing that, but she has always been burnt in a burning building. Now, as for why that is, it's total speculation. Um, the the, the uh, one way that I kind of liked to look at it is maybe she lost her mama in a house oh, fire or okay. something. Oh, or you could look at it as her f- whole world feels like it's constantly on fire around yeah, her yeah. or something like that. That, that. that could be what that represents. But for her, the world is always on fire around her all the time. Mm. And this is the first time James is realizing that as he's sort of like his world, other world and her other world are sort of crossing yeah. or intersecting here. Um, so the stairway is on fire. And, uh, let's see, she, uh, there's, there's kind of these, there's like this weird, it looks like a portrait, but it's actually not. It's like a recess that's framed and there's oh. like a, there's like a fleshy canvas and yeah. there's almost like, it looks like a body. It's like sewn into it or something like that. Mm. Almost like it's a picture frame, but it's not really like, it's, it's, it's hard <laughs> it's to crazy. describe what it is, but that's kind of like on the side of her there. Um, When she, yeah. When she sees James, she mistakes him for her mama.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, she, she eventually says, thank you for saving me, but you shouldn't have. Yeah. Even mama said it. I deserved what happened. Um, that's tough. Yeah. That's like, but that's what happens to a lot of victims. They, they end up blaming themselves for the abuse. Yeah. A lot of times the abusers put that idea in their head. I did yes. this because you made me mad. If only I you did didn't. Yeah. If you hadn't yeah. done that, then I wouldn't have lost my temper or. That's common, yeah. Whatever it might be, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's common. Um, and that's when she asked James to give her the knife back and he refuses and she that saving it for yourself." We kind of went over that already. Right. Um, but she reaches kind of, again, in my reading of it, these are real people. So mm. Eddie failed his Silent Hill litmus test. Oh, right. uh, by not being able to stand up to or, or accept the mocking and the shaming and stuff and, and you know learn what he needed to learn or face up to what he needed to face up to uh, when he tried to kill James. Um, and she is not able to face or, or, or resolve this trauma. And she decides to walk into the flames and kill herself. The whole game she's struggling with suicide because right. she's got the knife and yeah. she's afraid what she'll do to it. She, she allows james take it um at this point she just can't take it anymore she i think she realizes her mother is gone another really interesting point mm. when you find her at the where we find her at the very beginning of the game the right? graveyard. in the graveyard yeah. she's looking, looking for her for mama her and yeah. father and brother possibly in the graveyard why right. is that because they're all dead
1: mm,
0: now you. let's see if i can find there's a there's like a newspaper clipping says the body of a man later identified as Thomas Orosco, Lumberjack H39, was discovered in the middle of his room lying face up. The probable cause of death was multiple stab wounds to the front of the neck and the left side of the torso by a sharp-edged weapon. The estimated time of death was somewhere between 11 p.m. and 12:30 midnight. Due to signs of struggle in the room and the lack of a murder weapon, police are considering this a homicide and I've opened a murder investigation. Furthermore, given the fact that the cash in the room was untouched and Mr. Orozco had a history of drunkenness and violence, the police suspect that the motive was not robbery, but some sort of crime of passion. Now, on the tombstone, Angela's tombstone, it has her full name, not just Angela. It's Angela Orozco. Oh,
1: really? So this is
0: what connects her to this man, Thomas Orozco, who was the father that she murdered. Okay. Okay. Uh, probably because he was abusing her. Um, and the other interesting thing is that the date on the newspaper suggests that this happened yesterday. So she's right on the back of having committed this crime and facing it in Silent Hill. And all of that being represented in the horrors that she sees around her, her life being turned upside down, catching on fire, whatever you want to call it. Mm. It's all just totally gone to hell now. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Right. Um, huh. We talk about the fact that Mary could have died no sooner than at least within this week. Right. Based on Laura's birthday having been a week ago and she turned eight. So I feel like all these people are here right after having committed to the crimes that they committed. Mm. They were drawn into Silent Hill to sort of like right. learn or accept.
1: Yeah, what they had done
0: and deal with what they did.
1: Atonement or something, yeah. Right,
0: having to like really um, Mm. find a resolution to what they just did. The shock of it was causing temporary sort of like repression of memories or Mm -hmm. whatever it was. And now they have to come here and deal with it. So anyway, really interesting. That's another reason why I think but again, he could be imagining the newspaper. He could be, (laughs) (laughs) could all be figment's imagination, but I I feel like those are the real people. Um, so anyway, in the end, she can't take it. She fails her silent hill litmus test. She just walks into the flames and kills herself and realizes none of her family are even alive. And that's why she was in the grave when you first met her looking for her family there because they're all dead. Right. Um, Okay, that's all mm. of my notes for the Angela scene.
1: Yeah, I didn't have much else there either.
0: Okay, so now we come into the final fight with the two pyramid heads.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Maria's alive again. She's back. <laughs> Maria's back. Yeah, uh, she's just she's in one of those frames, kind of yeah. like we saw from the paintings earlier, right? Yeah. Like the, the executioners. But
1: she's um, upside down. They've got her yeah. hung
0: upside down. Yeah. There's two of them now. Yep. Um. They impale her with a spear. So we yeah. talked about the impalement being one of the execution uh, methods they used in that Civil War time. Oh, ah, right, right. right, right. Um, and so he has to watch her die again. Pyramid Head. Now, like you said, he had just accepted.
1: Yeah.
0: What He, he watched the tape. Yep. And then he heard Mary's voice calling him again. And, he and Pyramid Head alive. is like, all right. We need two of us to freaking convince him <laughs> this time.
1: <laughs> That's pretty good.
0: We got to kill Mary Maria, I'm sorry, Maria. again. Yeah. And get him back on track because that yeah. was not enough. <laughs> so Pyramid Head is like at his last wit's end to like get him to stop yes. coming back to Maria. Now, what's really interesting about this is that there is an ending where he goes off with Maria at the end. So in the end, he fails his test in silent hill and go okay. and, and tries to be with the figment of his imagination instead of anyway, we'll talk about that in the endings probably next okay. time, but there's still, there's two of them.
1: Once they again, kill her again, this is the third time she dies. So every things happen in threes, right? Yes. Um, it's almost, I wrote, it's almost like this will just keep happening until James accepts it. Yep. He's just going to have to keep watching, like Mary. watching her die.
0: Well, again, and, and if we're seeing him as the shadow, Right, Uh, Pyramid Head is the shadow of of uh, of James, reminding him by killing Maria. You killed your wife. You killed your wife. Yeah, you killed your wife. Right. (laughs) Right?
1: So that's kind of the act of killing
0: Maria is like a reminder of that.
1: Yeah. Um. So I can't remember. Oh, this is before. This is before we fight them. I think. Um. He says, uh, as soon as she dies, it's almost like immediate, right? He's like, no, don't kill her. And then she dies and he falls on his knees and he's like all upset. But then he starts, he like realizes, he just kind of slowly comes to terms with it. Like right here in this moment, right? He's not trying to save Maria. He just, he's starting to, it's just, you just see acceptance like happening to him as if it was a verb. It was, it's a thing that's happening. And he says, uh, I was weak. That's why I needed you. I needed someone to punish me for my sins. It's over. I now know the truth. Now it's time to end this. Right. Yep. And so this is him finally accepting it. I love this. I needed someone to punish me for my sins. Um, If you think that that's ridiculous or weird or unusual, uh, people do this Mm -hmm. (laughs) people want to be punished people in fact this is this is good this is great that's what guilt is right it is it is you're punishing yourself and people say don't punish yourself and it's like well i can't help it well yeah your subconscious mind like has you right it's like in its grip um yeah i just watched this korean drama last night (laughs) where (laughs) this exact thing's happening this this woman who she gives her child up for adoption, uh, but then she feels like she failed as a mother the whole time. And so she ends up re-adopting the child back later on, but Ooh. won't reveal that she's the real mother. Uh. And she ends up being just horrible and all the, like, She she's not a good mother. Um, but, like, eventually the girl finds out and it's this thing. But she was punishing herself by not allowing that child to call her mom
0: she was like you don't
1: ever call me mom she it was, her name was madame and it was like this whole different thing yeah but as soon as that child calls her mom she like breaks and she's like i because she feels like she's so guilty the guilt was like ruling her life it yeah. was ridiculous anyways right. don't mean to talk about korean drama <laughs> um but that's more or less what's happening here it happens to people all the time it's happened to me before it happens you like when sure. you feel guilty it just racks you it torments you and you just you feel you, like you deserve it you feel like you deserve it and it's almost like you can't be objective about it because if you try to be objective about it, you might deserve it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no one is harder on you than yourself. Sure. Right. True. And at some point enough is enough. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and that's why whenever things happen and people are feeling guilty, it's like, you know, just at least at the very least, give them some time. Right. But at some point, someone needs to help them. Like, somebody needs to help people get out of it. Yeah. Uh, like Eddie's saying, yeah, I'll never be forgiven. It's like, yeah, I he did some jacked up stuff. <laughs> at some point, though, like, you need to move on. And it, like in crime and punishment, that meant him going to jail. Yeah, and fa- right. fair enough. But that's moving on. That's that's exce- accepting, that's accepting punishment and moving on with your life. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe at some point in 20 years, you can come back out and try again and be better. Um, but... Anyways, that's, uh, that's more or less what I have. So he says, now it's time to end this. Um, so Maria does not come back this time because he no longer needs her. It's whenever, he, whenever his heart hurt too much and he really just needed Mary to come back in some way, it was always Maria. But once he accepts the truth, he no longer needs Maria. Maria is not helpful to him anymore. So in a way, I wrote, um, pyramid killing Maria was like himself killing her. Um, that final time. So pyramid kills Maria and it's like, he finally kills her off in his mind. It's like, she's gone and he, end the end, he ends the projection, right? So he's no longer externalizing something that he doesn't understand. He understands now.
0: Yeah. Well, and what do they do? The pyramid heads in this moment of realization in this moment of acceptance they just turned the spirit. they on impale themselves, themselves and kill that themselves
1: was so I, right? I still am trying to think of what that means <laughs> like in part it's like they sacrifice themselves they give themselves up to for for, well, for james but also it wasn't even that james had to kill them no it's that james just had to accept the truth and then they don't care of themselves there's no purpose for them anymore yeah and i was thinking well maybe like why did they have to kill themselves but maybe they they could have just stopped fighting but i'm like no if they're standing there still and it's a video game you want to win you know right it's like they gotta die (laughs) (laughs) but i guess that was a good way to do it but it was so interesting i was thinking like really hard about that
0: yeah it's it's just that their purpose pyramids had purpose has been fulfilled he led james to the acceptance that he needed to have there And now he doesn't feel the need to punish himself anymore. Right. And we'll talk about that more in the scene where he talks to Mary in her sick bed there because she's dead. He's not actually talking to her. Right. But she's saying things like it's time to let go. It's time to stop punishing yourself. It's time to move on. That's not her really saying that to him. It's not her forgiving him. It's him talking to himself Yes, right.
1: yeah, you're right. It is. It's him talking to himself, but not in the way that Maria would talk to him, right. Because remember the whole thing was like you sound like her, but you're not really her. Yes, right. but but this time, it seems like it really is maria. yeah, which and and so the only thing that maria that Mary, sorry, the only thing that Mary really had left to say to him was this., yeah. and that he knew it this whole time. He always knew it. And so that way when these words come out, he can accept that this is Mary talking. Whereas any other time he was projecting something that didn't really happen, you know, Um, it was always Maria. It wasn't Mary. And it was always like something else was going on. But in this case, it was Mary because it did feel real. It it really was something she really would have said or done or something like that. Um, Instead of just a projection of what he secretly wants Mary to say, it was like a down to earth, like a real truthful statement. Sure.
0: And so, yeah, there's no more need for them anymore. There's no more need for self-punishment. So they... (sighs) They impale themselves. They, they go out. away. And so you I come here, through a long hallway. Is I've that got a little more. One yeah. more. So
1: I, just my note here. Um, he admits killing Mary a second time. The pyramids heads kind of kill themselves, and that's that. He stops externalizing his shadow, too. So that's the thing. He stops externalizing Mar- Maria when she dies. He now stops externalizing the shadow, meaning that he's integra- He's putting. He's pulling Integrated them back where it. they belong, which yeah. is inside of his mind. He's, he's pulling the anima. He's pulling Maria back inside of himself. He's pulling the shadow back inside of himself. Um, So there's no more enemies like from this point, right? He's now entered the realm of acceptance. He no longer externalizes those parts of himself. Instead of being scared and terrified that his shadow self killed his wife, he now sees um, the necessity, right? He, He sees the truth. Eros and Thanatos and their forever quarrel have stopped having so much power over him. Once he sees past it, it's like it's just over. It ends all at once. Uh, But then once we kill them, we get these two eggs. There's a a rust colored egg and a scarlet colored egg. Mm. I don't really know what these are. I didn't take any notes on this. Once again, (laughs) it's just two things, right? So they open the doors. It's just, it's like, it's a key, but it's an egg. Um. One of them's rust and the other one's scarlet. So the eggs, eggs in general, represent newness and rebirth. I just wanted to say red is love and blood and all of that. And then rust is just like oldness and something that's like past its prime, I guess. It's been used. It's it's um, fading away, right? It's it's going away. Yeah. Whereas the red is the vibrant. It's life. It's blood. It's newness. And so you have both of those. You have these two things together, right? Um and then the rebirth is like the newness of life. So anyways, that's really good stuff.
0: And then I'm on to the staircase. Let me just say the fourth not joke ending of this game is yeah. rebirth. Oh, really? But this is the only one you can get on a second playthrough. You can't get it on oh, the first okay. playthrough. Oh, okay. So that's why I think we should save it for next okay. time. Okay, well, I, I so wait. Yeah, so the four kind of like main canonical endings of Silent Hill 2 are leave, Maria, in water, and rebirth. And then you have the joke endings, which are dog and UFO. Um, but uh, the rebirth ending is one, I think, that gets a lot more context when you've played the subplot for Maria. So oh, okay. I cool. think we should save that one for next time. Okay. Uh, did you have anything I'm else? I'm on to the staircase. This, okay. So yep. this long hallway, right? You go down this long hallway. You hear a conversation between James and, Maria, and M- Mary. Uh, he, he, he had brought her flowers in the hospital, and she's rude and berates him you know, for this. Um, I don't deserve that. I'm disgusting. I'm ugly. How, Mm -hmm. you know, why are you still here? Go away. I don't want you around. She goes into a tirade and then you're still here. Obviously, he had tried to hang around and like suffer through it. And then she's like, no, get out. Like, I don't want you here. But then she turns as he seems to have left. No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean what I said. Just tell me I'll be okay. I'm so scared. I'm Obviously, she wants him there. But she's doing the same thing. She feels guilt.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That
0: she's ruining his life. Yep. And so she's punishing herself. Yes, by of By projecting outward like this and pushing him away but she doesn't actually want him to go away this is something that yeah. people do too people and do this it, it, everyone does this people act yep. against their own interest all the time all the time <laughs> because they think they deserve whatever yeah so that's what she was doing
1: well once again that's the eros struggle that's yeah. the half of her that wants to live and the other half of her that just wants to be done to be gone
0: yeah so uh you get basically that whole scene and uh, what's interesting about it, and this actually affects one of the endings, mm. you can, it, you, you, you're can you walking kind of slowly through the hallway and you can get to the end of it before you that scene ends. And you can just go through oh. the door without finishing it. But if you stop, you'll get like the full thing.
1: I feel like I did right?
0: that. I, I think most people probably would want to okay. hear the full conversation so yeah. probably stop until it ends. But if you're wanting to get in particular the Maria ending, where you go off with Maria at the end, you'll just kind of cut that Conversation off before oh, it's really? over. And oh, go interesting. Through. So that's one way that you affect ah, energy. Nice. Um, okay, so then you reach uh, the room where Mary is. Now
1: we, we climb up a huge bunch of stairs yes. first, like a long. And th- yes. the, the creators of this game, they did a great. It's always intentional when it's a long, yes. transitory scene, right? right? Whether it's going through the forest down into Silent Hill, or rowing the boat across the lake, or climbing up. The staircase, right? right. Um, it takes a while and it's like why why are they having me do this repetitive thing so much? But um, you know, it, it, it all means something, right? It, like he's really emphasizing the fact that we're climbing up, we're going upwards. We just jumped through a billion black holes, right? So now wow. we've got a long ways to climb. There's no easy way. It's easy to fall down, but it's hard to climb up. So we've got a long climb going all the way back up. And this is akin to something like Jacob's Ladder. Right. Yeah. So in, in, in Genesis, uh, Jacob's ladder was never meant to be a ladder at all. Technically it was more like a staircase. Yeah. Um, but not just any staircase. It was actually probably something of a ziggurat, but no matter, it could more accurately, accurately be called Jacob's stairway. Um, this is also shown at the end of the movie, uh, Jacob's ladder, but we'll, we'll talk about that next time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so now we come to this room yep. without a roof.
0: So, this is where the endings start diverging is in this scene where you find Mary kind of at the top. Okay. So this can play out in a, in a few different ways. Um, but for the most part, you're going what you're going to find is Maria in Mary's form. So not in the Maria sexy version, oh, but in right. the, in the Mary, like, uh, the, the dress that she wore when she was sick, by the way, when i talked about i just remember this um in an earlier episode the mannequin that you find the flashlight on and i was like oh did you see those clothes that those were mary's clothes on the mannequin there okay cool um anyways she's in mary's clothes and she's got Mary's hair and she's you know she's not but this is maria and Mm -hmm. james recognizes her as maria right away remember the whole time he had been confusing her like oh is that you Mary oh no it's Maria right. yeah, yeah. now he recognizes that it's Maria not Mary even ah, though that, he should that's a good catch he should yeah in this form definitely mischaracterize or, or mistake who it is but he can tell it's not her oh, so yeah. that's how it is in most of the endings in one of them it is the real Mary and this is in the mm-hmm. Maria ending if you get the Maria ending where you go off with Maria uh, at the end this really it's was. actually Mary you're confronting and she's laying in a bed So it plays out a little differently, but the, 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 I guess the, the, the main thrust of it is Maria is trying to, a last ditch effort to get you to be with her. She doesn't want to be forgotten. She, she wants James to accept her instead of Mary. So her last ditch effort is to look exactly like Mary and kind of deceive him into it. But, He he sees past and he says, I'm through with you, right? Mm. And and her response to that is more or less something like, what? But I can be yours. I'll be with you here. I'll be with you forever. And I'll never yell at you or make you feel bad. That's what you wanted. I'm different than Mary. How can you just throw me away? So that's what's behind her motivation in this scene. She's trying not to be left behind or forgotten or be alone. You'll see this a lot. She hates being alone in the sub uh, scenario that happens. Um, so, but in the, in the other one, it's Mary who's saying, how could I ever forgive you for this? You, you hated me, you murdered me. Mm. And she's the one who kind of turns on you and you fight her instead. So you either fight Hmm. Maria or you fight Mary. Um, but there's just slight differences depending on if you got the Maria ending or not. Did you take any notes for their conversation or anything like that?
1: No, uh, other than this one, the I'll never yell at you or make you feel bad. That's what you wanted. But she says it in an almost yelling yes, aggressive tone that makes you yelling. feel kind
0: of bad. <laughs> also, you, you go back to the part where Maria really like yelled at him. When he mistook her for Mary after the pyramid head thing. And she's like, I was so scared. And he's like, oh, anyways, I'm glad you're alive. Anyways, Anyways, what do you mean? Anyways, like she berated and yelled at him. And again, I feel like this is a cross of the idealized version of James's, like uh, the the woman he ideally wants. And the fact that she also has Mary's memories in her. So Mm, like the the conjunction of the two is what she's kind of like dealing with mm. she's kind of parts both and so yeah you're right she does kind of <laughs> yell at him and make him feel bad in in saying that but even though she's trying desperately to say oh i don't want to do that it's just just her last ditch effort to try to like get him to not you know abandon her
1: yeah and that's um, what i've got here she's offering him a way to stay living inside his own mind a way to keep the delusions alive delusions are there in part to help you cope with the difficulties of life if you want to give up the delusion, you must face and overcome the harsh reality. But the harsh reality is what caused the mind to create the delusion in the first place. So we're in a cycle that cannot be broken except through a tremendous struggle of will. That's this whole game. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Now, before we get into
0: the next scene, which is both the scene where he talks to Mary at her bedside. And then the letter, the
1: mm-hmm. the
0: full letter, the real letter that she wrote that was meant to go to him. That finishes off the, uh, what is it? The How does it start off? The restless dreams. The, oh, but it's like longer, right? The whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, which are both just beautifully written. Both of those, the scene and then the letter itself are just immaculately well written. It's, it's, yeah, it's I, perfect for I the really ending liked, of the
1: game. I really liked it.
0: Um, I When you fight the boss... One of the mm. moves it has is it it, it spits moths at yeah, you. Yeah,
1: I noticed that, yeah.
0: Now, you remember the butterfly tattoo yes. that Maria has, and you talked about what that symbolizes yes, or could yeah. possibly symbolize? So I wanted to get your thoughts on, because I just did a, you know, quick search on like what the symbolism of a moth might yeah. be there's a bunch of things i mean moths and butterflies can both sort of represent transition right because they both of the kind of girl and, wings yeah and if you come out of the cocoon you transform yeah. and just, or transformation transition um that sort of thing but uh there are differences in the way people perceive a moth which is more scary than a butterfly yeah, which yeah. is more beautiful so i wanted yeah, to see exactly. if you had any thoughts on that that
1: that was only it it was the beauty versus the the rough like a moth is just a gross butterfly you know yeah and so um a butterfly being a departed soul it, it, part of the reason it's a departed soul is because of the beauty aspect of it you know you can look at it and you can see something of the 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 beauty of life in in a butterfly mm. um and then a moth shows up and it's like okay a moth may be a departed soul but it wasn't a beautiful soul right mm. a, a moth would be more of the departed soul that is not so fun to look at, right? And right. something that's maybe not so, not as beautiful. Um, now, I don't know that moths really represent Departed Souls, though, anywhere. So, I, I know that butterflies do, moths probably do, but I don't really know that. Again, I hate moths. Again, I
0: haven't really <laughs> looked into it too much, because I was just doing so much research, I didn't have time to really dig into this as well as yeah. I would have wanted to. But what I ended up landing on was something that I felt worked for this yeah um so whoever wrote this blog is talking about someone named Bauman brunk have you heard that name before so i don't know who that is no. again this is i mean like five seconds of google search and clicking on <sighs> the first couple links this is not like real <laughs> yeah uh you know deep sort of like research into the symbolism but um maybe this is a good starting point for conversation yeah. so according to bomb and brunk one of the main teachings of the moth is to assist in the transition between worlds. As Afro Makes mentions, sense. many cultures viewed moths as emissaries from the spirit realm sure. to that end. They can also relate to endings within our lives, which bring with them new beginnings. And the yes, fact that's that,
1: the cycle. That's the, yeah.
0: Yeah. The fact that this is happening here at the end of the game, the end mm. of his journey, the transition, as it says, um, Assisting in the transition between worlds, coming out of the other world back to the real world, back to oh, the true realization. Oh, interesting.
1: Okay, sure. You yeah, know, yeah.
0: Maybe that's why they turned the butterfly into the moth as mm. part of the attack of yeah. the final boss. It's like, this is, the, this is the point. Maria is now serving to bring us out of the delusion and back okay, into the yeah. real world from the other world into the real world. That makes Again, sense.
1: That does make sense. It wouldn't best have I could come up with <laughs> the attack wouldn't have gone as well if it was butterflies. Yes. It, it would wouldn't. have felt yeah. a little too flowery. Sure. But it was moths, which is just, it's a similar symbolism. It's just yeah. a darker way of it's showing
0: a, it more of an ending. Yeah. yeah. An ending or a death rather than the that makes rebirth sense. Yeah. I like thing.
1: that. That's good.
0: And we'll talk about rebirth because that's one of the endings for next time. But <laughs> okay. um, let's get through.
1: Yeah. She says, I'll never let you have Mary back. Then she transforms into an upside down kind of nun looking thing in yeah. a cage. Um, and then uh, there's possibly some upside down crucifixion imagery here too with the monster having a demon tail as well. Hmm. which is uh, kind of, you know, whips yeah. the tail around. Also, Maria was upside down as well when she died. Uh, this must mean that's something, right. but other than the idea of his of his um, inverted, like, how would you put this? Um, the idea of these, of Maria being an inverted version of Mary, right? There's like something mm, wrong. There's sure. something upside down sure, yeah. about her. And yeah. that's like how it's manifest, right? Yeah. I don't really have anything else to read from that other than that. Uh, but I'm sure that the nun-like appearance is meant to seem like the Virgin Mary. That's kind of what I... Um, would have gathered here that this mm. is something like a really dark horror movies do this a lot. They'll have like a nun or something that's supposed to be really wholesome and and turn it into like a demon. Yeah. Um, so you kill. Yeah. Yes. And then she says James. And then we see us at Mary's bedside yes. and for my ending. I don't know if this is it. but it's,
0: It plays out similarly, but there okay. are a few differences in dialogue. Are I noticed, there? Okay. Uh, that just like really hammer home either that he really hated her for taking the life away or that he was torn between this. I didn't want you to suffer anymore. And yeah. I also really felt like you would take my life away.
1: And this so, is him yeah. apologizing for this one. Right. Yeah. And she says she wanted to die. She wanted the pain to end. And James yeah. says, I hated you. I wanted you out of the way. I wanted my life back, but then this is beautiful, though. He holds Mary's hand to his face uh, when she—this is like as she's dying, right? Mm-hmm. So she coughs and tells him to go on with his life, and then she dies. And then, while touching his face, um, the same way that Maria would always do that. Anytime Maria said, "Oh, see, do you want to feel? Do you yeah. want to touch?" she would reach out and she would touch, touch his, his cheek, right? Yeah. And that. But then um, I see the like a memory happening with Mary um, that happened. And that's why anytime, um, he would see Maria, Maria would do the thing that the last thing that Mary did, um, when she died. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah, that moment was actually really touching. I liked it a lot.
0: Yeah. And so, uh, James, if that were true uh, saying, because truth is that I hated you because first she yeah. says, I wanted to die or whatever. And then he says, well, that's why I did it, honey. I didn't want you to suffer anymore. Right. And then he's like, well, then he has to admit the, the whole point. He's here. The truth is I hated you. I wanted you out of the way. I wanted my life back. But then she says in response, at least in the, in water ending, I got James, if that were true, then why do you look so sad and why are you here now? And why are you punishing yourself and why all mm-hmm. this, right? And he says, Mary. And she says, James, please, please do something for me. And she hands him a note. Note is the letter that is read at the end of the game. Go on with your life. Now, the interesting part about this is, again, this is not really her. Because she's not alive. <laughs> she's dead. He killed her. She's not talking to him. So this is him talking to himself or projecting, right? So it's really him kind of forgiving himself. Yeah. Because she's no longer around to give forgiveness. Right. So it's not that Mary is forgiving him. It's that he is moving past the punish myself, uh, guilt stage of this, kind of like you're talking about, uh, Raskolnikov in crime of punishment. Oh, right. You've got to like get past that where he's sick for days and he's just yeah, like, he's hallucinating. The shock of it all. And yeah. you're moving past that. You're accepting what you did. It happened. The denial stage of it is over. The uh, bargaining stage is over. You can't yeah. like, Undo it anymore. Right. Um, can't go with this imaginary wish. You were my real wife, <laughs> idealized version. I yeah. have to accept what I did and go on with life. Right. Stop suffering. Stop beating your. Stop. Stop punishing yourself. Move on with it. You've suffered enough.
1: Yeah.
0: And you know what I would think that would mean is you go admit what you did in the real world like Raskolnikov does. You go to jail or you you suffer what it is, but you move past the whatever it is you're doing in this silent hill place, right? Yeah. Um, Then she hands him the note. So uh, we're going to talk about endings next time, and so I think we should probably stop there. Okay. Uh, We'll read the In Restless Dreams note. We'll talk about all the different endings. We'll talk about the born from a wish sub scenario. Um, we'll talk about Jacob's ladder.
1: (laughs) Jacob's ladder. Uh, we actually got a lot. (laughs) We got a lot.
0: Yeah, there's quite a lot. And then uh, again, I'll open some stuff up or I'll open up a post on Patreon for $5 and up patrons who want to, um, add to the conversation, ask us questions that maybe we didn't cover. Um, Whatever it is, or or, or say something to to add to the conversation. Anything that you want. Uh, I'll kind of compile those together, and we'll go over those at the end of next time. So next episode will be the final episode of Silent Hill. Uh, If you'd like to vote on which game we play after that, poll is still open this week. Uh, It will be coming to a close at the end of this week. So um, feel free to hit it up. Patreon link is in the description. Thank you for watching. We'll see you again next time.